0: Hello again everybody This is uh, Jason Powers I'm doing a stream And I'm on Spricker today So hopefully I can uh, Handle both uh, tasks at the same time It's the first time I've done this in a while On uh, two platforms at the same time So bear with me As I try to walk you through What's on my mind And what's going on in the world It's been a so we know the Biden administration has been uh, complicit in uh, various various levels of what would you say uh, disregard for the American people and the world order. And when I say world order, I don't mean the new world order. I mean just keeping freedom safe and secure. He utterly failed in, in a in a long long needed withdrawal from Afghanistan. However, the way it was done is leaving us absolutely exposed to criticism and moral failing as we leave behind people that were, you know, either duped into going there or told that things were gonna be different this time. Meanwhile, uh, China's uh, ramping up its rhetoric against uh, Taiwan and the need to take over that particular country. So we're going to look into that as we go forward. Hello Hello again everybody, this is uh, Jason Powers, so I'm going to try to handle this, I'm like trying to handle two things at once is going to be an interesting um, broadcast, Uh, but I'll try to, hello again everybody, Uh, sorry, I'm trying to get my mic straight on uh, two different lines. So we're going to try to um, manage these two broadcasts at the same time, I think I'm ready to go, Um, aside from the start. So the fall of Afghanistan is uh, big, obviously, in the news. We got the Saigon moment. This is my tweet out on August 15th, and I don't think this is necessarily, this isn't what I want. This is just my way of showing my displeasure. So the Taliban, (laughs) I listed as the third third best uh, army in the world, I mean the top army in the world, only because they showed the United States they were uh, incapable of actually doing an orderly withdrawal from a country and just uh, just so you know, you know so we have everybody out of town in august we have everybody all our politicians have decided to just skate joe biden comes out and talks yesterday for like 5 minutes and we're supposed to believe that he's in charge of something and he isn't he's not even close to being in charge of anything he's uh he's a feckless thug as far as i'm concerned and as far as many other people are concerned he's shown no no leadership skills all he did yesterday was and actually said a, a re reiterated a speech he gave about four or five months ago which goes to show you how how um, unoriginal he is he's always been known for his plagiarism and copying of stuff so this is where we're at so, moving on, I wanted to, uh, I'm going to go through this one tweet that uh, was out from BDW. I saw it, and he it's a long tweet thread. I'm going to go ahead and read it. Um, so, former U.S. intelligence colleagues are angry and deeply worried about what has happened in Afghanistan. Here's what I'm hearing and why they are nearly a universal belief that America and the world are in one of the most dangerous, unpredictable times in modern history. Facts. <clears throat> As far as I'm concerned, Afghanistan has shown the world, enemies and allies alike, that our military and intel assets are largely irrelevant because we cannot deploy them successfully. The blame lays at the feet of multiple presidents, the generals, the spies, the Congress, America, America's elites are trash. China knows it. They have become emboldened, covertly, and overtly war over Taiwan and contested islands in the South China Sea and East China Sea is now more likely. I would say inevitable. Russia will consider similar covert and overt moves focused on Crimea and former Soviet satellites. The fear is China and Russia will act in concert. In other words, they will put us in a two-front war uh, with, with our weakened state in terms of our Navy, which, of course, is the only way we can get there other than flying. And, of course, you have to have military bases. And NATO has shown its fecklessness. And we have a host of other things that are going on. This is just my commentary. This isn't what he's saying. So the next tweet. The fear is that China and Russia will act in concert. Why? America is whipped by a tiny rebel force and couldn't even retreat properly. Meanwhile, the American people are angry, COVID-weary, and divided. If there was ever a time to push America hegemony aside, this is it. If Cold War III grows hot, America will need to quickly build up and work with a foreign counterparts. But who will trust America after Afghanistan? Who believes we have the leadership to use our military might well? Who will trust when we say, we will stand with you? Beyond China and Russia, others will take gambles too. Terrorist organizations like Al-Qaeda, ISIS are degrading but not dead. Their ideology is very much alive. Iran's Hezbollah, with terror cells throughout the U.S., may see an opening to create chaos, too. Meanwhile, the disaster inside Afghanistan is only just beginning. The Taliban will launch a terror campaign against American collaborators. The pictures will shock the conscience of the world, further degrading America's moral authority. Biden and company will struggle to respond. They're also the nightmare of tactical weaponry now washing Afghanistan's in the hands of the Taliban and soon our global black market. These arms will fuel chaos around the world for decades. The Pentagon has no idea where this stuff is and no plans to destroy it. Finally, if Afghani refugees pour into the United States, there are profound implications for security, culture, the economy, and politics. Are they properly vetted? Do they hold Western Tolerant values regarding women, gays. Do they bring skills and education? Which party will they support? The existential problem is that America needs good leadership to right its ship, but there is none. Our federal bench is weak. Biden is corrupt old man. Impeachment is a long shot. VP Harris is an unpopular paperweight. The legislature is a feckless cabal of empty suits. Leadership could come from a state governor. It's true, but not soon enough. The above threats by China, Russia, and company will metastasize well before the 2024 elections, and even a heroic new president will need years to clean things up. Again, our enemies and allies know this. Upshot. There is fear and outrage streaming through former intel officers over the Afghanistan debacle. America is rudderless, and the world knows it. Grave dangers lie ahead, some predictable, others unimaginable. Keep your loved ones tight, pray, and vote for change. Now, I, yeah, one could see this coming from last year. This was inevitable the way it was going. We had a cabal. I stated, actually, that based upon the analysis that I could form, uh, formulate, that uh, the people that we had in Washington, D.C. were so uh, hell-bent on getting rid of Trump, hell-bent, would do anything anything in their power to get rid of him, and that just put us in grave danger, because they obviously don't see the long game at all. They've been playing this globalist, uh, neoliberal, neocon parlor game for the last twenty twenty years. If you look at the look at our country in two thousand, right before nine eleven. If you look at our country before two thousand, uh, uh, the year two thousand, you know. We had just, quote-unquote, defeated communism, defeated the Russians. We got through the 90s. It was all happy, happy, joy, joy. Uh, Everything was all hunky-dory. Then we had a crisis, a manufactured crisis, I would say, because none of of the things that we did after that needed to be done. It was done, um, George W. Bush and his team of minions all the way up and down his chain of his administration were nothing but a bunch of feckless thugs. themselves. they created this crisis, and they're still around. By the way, um, for example, one one name resonates, and we'll we'll actually go to the tweet. So this is this is Jack Posobiec just talking about the the chain of uh, islands. So China, this big monster here, is really close to all the things they want to get get really they want. Uh, I knew this from a course that I took on China back in 2012. All this idea—they want all the all the South China Sea is all the South China Sea is and East China Sea is. They think they own everything all the way. They own everything out to the uh, actually out to New Guinea for fuck's sake. That's the way they are. <laughs> they they don't they have no chill and they always think that they're. They should be in control and in power. So, that's just Posobiec's, uh viewpoint. Let's see, where was I going to go next? Uh, let's see here, just a second. Um, just, I'm thinking out loud. So, oh, Nora Bin Laden, that's where I was going to go. So, let's go to my, my own uh, Twitter feed. So, my fault. Just uh, got sidetracked on some other things. So Nora Bin Laden last night. Well, it wasn't Nora. Uh, she tweeted this out, a string of tweets. So let me give me a second here. We'll we'll first stop. So just so you know how crappy it is. So Emil you know, was talking, There was a meme going around with the the guy that was uh, last year posing in front of a fiery uh, a fire that was blazing in some city and talking about mostly peaceful protests. Now we got violent but mostly peaceful transfer of power. <laughs> and that's it. Indicative of the way we are right now, a post millennial Again, um, the fact of uh, we allowed out a Taliban leader was freed from Guantanamo Bay by Obama in 2014, and he ho- helped organize to take over Afghanistan. So you let a terrorist out of jail, and what does a terrorist do? He goes right back to doing being a terrorist. I mean, this is the this is the level of of complicity that our administrations have played in this. Now, I know there'll be plenty of people out there that can could make the analysis of, well, Trump didn't stop this, or Trump didn't do this, or Trump didn't do that. How many times did Trump get stopped by people? When I say stopped, literally, they would refuse to obey his commands. Remember, all the hashtag resist. Well, as it turns out, many of the resistors were inside our, our federal government. They were complicit. They would lie. They would They would misinform. They would tell, would give him false troop numbers. They, when he tried to pull out of, um, um, I forget, he tried to get out of the middle of the quagmire that's related to the Kurds. He wanted to withdraw troops slowly. Congress had a, a flat-out shit fit. They, they uh, actually uh, had a vote uh, about censoring. Uh, you know, basically saying we detest what he's doing, but they can't stop it cuz he's the commander in chief but they they put on put put on paper that they were displeased with his uh, uh uh motivations. See, these people want to be embedded in these places until they don't. And when they don't, it's usually because they want to destabilize things. And the reason why they want to destabilize things is so that they can get more war. These people are warmongers. They're stupid. They do their social experiments off this. And let me get off my rant. I right, let's get back to what we're uh uh, talking about, so I also tweeted this out. This is my. Uh, uh, we'll stop here real quick. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm in the mood. So Taiwan is a country, and uh, fuck you, China. That's exactly the way the way I look at it. <laughs> they need to they need to get get bent. So we'll get to Nora Bin Laden She retweeted Tucker. Now you know what you can say what you want to say about Tucker. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna defend him. Uh, you know. But there therein lies it there is there is lies something about him what he's got to say. So let's see if it'll appear any time soon, which it probably won't close out of Jack's tweet. Um sometimes okay. Sorry.
1: Yeah you can. And the last several decades of America. America is
0: Jeez, I'm having a hard time, sorry. Uh, sometimes you sometimes you feel like a nut. <laughs> Okay, this is what happens when you like have like more than one thing. Afghanistan,
1: not the first country our leaders have left worse than they did. The list of those countries is long and sadly it's growing. Part of the reason is that for decades left-wing academics in the U.S. have used the developing world as a laboratory to test their theories about how societies ought to be ordered but aren't. Over time, they've constructed a parallel government of NGOs that work alongside our Pentagon and our State Department, as well as with the United Nations, to impose radical social engineering projects on the world's poorest people, who have no say in the matter. A man so mediocre you gasp when you hear him speak. Can you really be that dumb and run the department? God,
0: sorry. I don't have a lot of control over this, because Twitter's, it is.
1: Well, Congress has allocated close to a billion dollars to export feminism to Afghanistan. Where'd that money go? Well, it went to programs like a master's degree in gender and women's studies offered at Kabul University, something Afghans apparently never knew they needed. Another U.S. government effort, meanwhile, funded, quote, activities that educate and engage Afghan men and boys to challenge gender stereotypes. Right, they weren't doing that enough. And, of course, always and everywhere leaders in most American of all cultural experts' affirmative action. American gender advisors did that would compromise at least 10% of the Afghan National Army and a still larger proportion of that country's leadership. Thanks to American imposed gender quotas, dozens of women ultimately were installed as representatives in Afghan's parliament. How the whole thing was a sham, as always. In fact, many of these new female legislators had never been to the provinces they claimed to represent. Almost nobody in Afghanistan liked any of this, by the way, and why would they? As one USAID official conceded in a classified report, focusing on gender made things more unstable because it caused revolts. It caused revolt. Just kept doing it. They kept pushing radical gender politics anyway because they could because they were in charge of these Stone Age people they were going to educate. Yeah.
0: So, sorry. So there you go. And then we'll get to a third tweet here. I hate tweeter, Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
1: This is the face of the late American empire. Gender studies seminars at gunpoint. This is not like other empires, unlike ours. Ours does not benefit. America toppled Saddam, but to no oil. Remember that? The entire point of our imperial project is to give meaning to the empty lives of the liberal bureaucrats who administer it and then enrich the work for them. Who are enriched, you'll be happy to know. What role do the rest of play in this? None. We don't. Yes, at that point, the Biden minister told us that American citizens would not be given priority in the evacuation from Kabul. So our government's official position is that American lives are not more valuable than the lives of foreigners. And you already knew that because you've seen our southern border. The people who made the occupation possible would like to see a lot more of our southern border, more unrestrained immigration to the U.S. Bring in the they're screaming, tonight! That's the only lesson taking from this debacle.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Uh, Let's get to what I was kind of going to go down, so we have our, our, uh, uh, I'll see if I can get this lined up here. Twitter, I might have to reload all this stuff, but it is what it is.
1: We must rush to defend, rescue, and give, and expand asylum. There is no time to spare! There's lots of time to spare as Americans die of fentanyl ODs and millions of foreign nationals whose identities we can't confirm move here. But when it comes to bringing Afghans to our despair, and Liz Cheney firmly agrees with that, so does her friend Bill Crystal and Nancy Pelosi and Victoria Newland at the State Department and so many more, so many more. There.
0: Yeah, there's there's my honey, Victoria Newland. So she her hubby and uh, John Bolton started the project for the New American Century uh back in ninety eight ninety nine they were the ones who were i would say the proto if not the architects, they were definitely hell bent on making us go into the Middle East and hunt down saddam or, or not saddam but uh, Osama bin Laden yeah, we had to do this this was highly important. we wasted two trillion dollars to do this, yeah you know, Osama bin Laden you know died and Possibly 2011, I guess. Uh, Seal Team Six or whoever the hell we sent in there. Uh, I, and I, I don't don't knock me on all the details because you know I tuned out a long time ago because I never thought we should have been there to begin with. But that was just me. Uh, I had my own uh, I had my own crises that I was dealing with, especially on 9/11 and, and thereafter. So from my standpoint, I thought it was always a fool's errand to be there before people say well what do you know about I go yeah I served in the United States Navy not for very long not not to some super degree I wasn't you know some you know master chief petty officer or anything of any import uh you know there's lots of people that are uh sufficiently um aware of what needs to be done when it comes to the military but the the point being is is that we have these people who have been in Washington D.C. Victoria Newland speaks Russian. Her husband works as the works at the Brookings Institute. She worked at the Brookings Institute. Uh, these uh, these uh, self-styled moralistic crapheads have done nothing but destroy our country. Here's a here's somebody who actually put the Afghanistan thing in a in, a, in, a, in a, <laughs> put it right on point. Let's see if I can actually get this thing to load up.
1: I want to bring in a Station Matt Zeller, former first
0: god bless i'm gonna i'm gonna go into the tweet itself i'm sorry sometimes it's hard to get things to work especially when the internet gets slow, which has been happening to me more and more the last couple days for some odd reason um okay volume up
1: war in afghanistan former combat advisor with afghan security forces Co-founder of No One Left Behind, a veterans organization that offers services to former Afghan and Iraqi interpreters who wrestle here in the United States. Mr. Zeller, it's uh, almost ironic now to state that the organization you founded, um, given what we're watching go on. Though I'm curious to hear your reaction of this consequential speech by the American president didn't run from it he owned he owned his decision he owned the fact that as he put the buck stops with him i hope he gets to own their deaths too i, I, I don't i
2: feel like I'm the rest of you guys i was appalled there was such a profound bold-faced lie in that speech the idea that we planned for contingency i have been personally to this administration since it took office i've been trying to our government for years Then plan after plan on how to evacuate these people nobody listened to us they didn't plan for the evacuation of our afghan wartime allies they're trying to conduct it now at the 11th hour the thing that they were most concerned about because of a chaotic evacuation well they got exactly what they were most concerned of by failing to do what was right when we could have done it we had all the people and equipment in place to be able to save these people months ago and we did nothing I'm appalled that he thinks that we only need to take 2,000 people. There's 86,000 people who are currently left behind in Afghanistan alone. We've identified all of them for the government. I have no idea why he claims that people don't want to leave Afghanistan. I have a list of 14,000 names right now of people who want to get out of Afghanistan. And the idea that the Afghan military should be blamed for this... Do you know how many casualties the Afghan military took in an average year more than the United States did in 20 when you're not getting paid on a regular basis when you're not getting fuel when no one is supplying you with ammunition and yet you're still showing up to the fight how dare these people for not having the audacity to be able to survive no, no, no. what we need to be doing right now and what I am appalled that they one of these people out because let's be abundantly clear. People like me, people in the eye, and made them a promise. We promised them that in their time of need, we'd take care of them. How do you ever expect anyone to ever trust us again if we don't do that now while we can? And I'm sick and tired of trying to defer to the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan on what we're going to do. We're the United States of America. They're terrified of us. I have. Afghans on the ground right now who are telling me they're going door to door in Kabul and they're making lists of people who used to work with us. They're telling them with smiles on their face, evil smiles, that they're going to be back from them once we leave. So take them now or these people are going to die. I've been trying to tell anyone who will listen. This is a never again moment in the making. This is an administration that seems to be a profound champion of human, champion and defender of human rights. Well, sometimes human rights have to be defended at the barrel of a gun. The Taliban are a modern version of the Nazis. If this was Dresden, do you think British, or sorry, not Dresden, if this was Dunkirk, do you think British, Um, you know, yachting pilots, the British captains that were sailing their boats hero, uh, heroically in uh, Dunkirk, do you think seeing on the beaches if the people they were picking up were British-French, or do you think they were just trying to get people away from the Nazis? Every Afghan we leave behind is going to be left behind to a horrible existence. And if we don't take them now while we can, that is as on us as it is on the Taliban, who will hang them.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So, this is, that was uh, from Benny uh, Johnson. I didn't uh, go into this. So this is just, this is recent stuff. I'm hoping this, um, eventually I can get out of here. Twitter's not being exactly cooperative. So yeah, there's Brian Williams putting a happy face on Biden's uh, speech, which was nothing but a rehash of what he'd already uh, what he's already said before. This is what we're this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with people who who have no concept of what's really going on, or they're complicit and they're being driven by uh, in Biden's case being blackmailed by and Biden isn't in charge of anything. Don't don't get me don't get it twisted. He has all his little underlings and minions and and Kamala's little people and they're having infighting and they don't know what's going on. And we know our military sucks right now because our military is showing their weakness. They're showing their incapacity. Lloyd Lloyd Austin and General Milley should have given their resignations asp. We have leaders in this country. We have people that are not in charge of things that should be in charge of things. And yet here we are. We get we get uh, we get uh, uh, stuck with these uh, morons at the top. This is called uh, medi- letting mediocrity rise to the level of their absolute failure. When you have mediocre people at the very top, you know, like a General McClellan, whatever. These are pay- these are. Paper pushers. These are people that can't make decisions. These are people that don't take initiatives. Uh, Yes, there is a there is a methodology to doing things and making plans, but these people are not assertive. They're not very bright. They're just they're they're mediocre people. These are the type of people that Obama. Many of these generals are Obama holdovers. And by the way, yes, this is one of the biggest failures of Trump. He didn't clean house the way he needed to clean house. Absolutely, he should have just fired people. And if Congress would have impeached his ass, which is what they were doing all the time or threatening, then so be it. They, um, I mean, here's the thing: if you're a leader, and if this is what this is the this is the deep state's response to everything, then they want to destroy this country. At some point or another, the United States citizenry is going to have to own up to the the challenges that are, going to, that are going to come ahead. And by owning up, you're not going to do it by wearing a mask. You're not going to do it by social distancing. You're not going to do it by compliance to lockdown. And you sure as fuck aren't going to do it by putting a vaccine in your arm. That is not as, I mean, I understand some people were faced with dilemmas at the time and lack of information when it regards to that situation. But now you know, now you know where we're at. And you know, you know the vaccines do not work. They certainly don't work to any level or degree of consistency. So you might as well just ride this thing out. And you need to be very, very well aware that China is laughing, and they're planning, and they're scheming, and they're playing, playing, they're playing for keeps. They are not playing games. I wish people would really get this through their head. They are not playing games. They are deadly serious. They don't when when an Asian country threatens as much as they do lately. They threaten the United States, so they basically made, they've thrown down the gauntlet and they know they got a weak ass leader. They put him in place. Remember, was it was it six seven or eight years ago? Biden went over there and they used the charm offensive. They charmed to this guy's big gullible ego and he went right on with it. Um, um, right now, I'm just gonna. Uh, re, uh, retweet my broadcast here from online. So they um, um, they uh, they t- use charm to get to Biden's. Uh, he he's just an ego- egotist, and he's always been wrong about everything in the world. He doesn't he doesn't understand anything. He's a, he's about as uh, weak as they come. Oh okay. So Mister uh, Blinken's online. I'm not going to go over there. Okay so. I retweeted this earlier. So this is from Disclose TV. Uh they were talking about yeah. So China urges the US to st- stop official contacts, arms sales to and military ties to Taiwan. Chinese MFA. It uh, wasn't about a week ago they put out a propaganda piece against the, against uh, the Japanese uh homeland they said if japanese interfere or the japan interferes in, at all in any kind of uh, military operation they'll they'll use nuclear weapons on them when asian countries threaten like that they mean business uh so many so many westerners think these are idle threats asians don't make really idle threats they actually actually have some uh uh I'm not saying they're absolutely certain. A lot of it is bullying, but the bullying usually comes with, we're going to do something. They bully hard when they feel like they're in a position of, uh, actually, a little bit of weakness. They're not necessarily prepared to do this, but they want the other side to think that they're deathly, deadly serious, and they may very well lash out, and they know who where the U.S. is. They they know that there's an opportunity to be had, as BDY said, I think, I think that's his uh, moniker. So if they didn't know this, they wouldn't be discussing it so much. So we're going to play a few minutes from James Corbett. He's a, a like-minded person. He's talking about solutions. I'm just going to play this last little bit from his uh, recent, most recent uh, upload.
3: Actually of like-minded and have been there for purposes of disruption, etc. But again, it's like anything else in life. You have to... Um, Be careful, and and be guarded to a certain extent, and obviously don't always give out all your personal private information to random strangers that you meet for the first time, but you can start to meet people and suss them out and eventually grow relationships with them over time, as you would in any other aspect of your life. Um, Again, I think it's interesting that uh, in this space is propaganda of anti-vaxxers with their anti-vax needs etc. no this is just this is just networking essentially but it's networking in an environment where that networking can be um, highly frowned upon shall we say for specific in this case political reasons well it's it's exactly the same as in any other aspect of your life trying to meet like-minded people and trying to make sure that these are people that you can trust and build community with, et cetera. And there's no shortcut to that. And there's no 100% fail safe guarantee that that's necessarily going to work out for whatever reason. But at any rate, we have to try. We have to try because what alternative is there? Um, having said all of that, I would also I, be remiss in my duties if I did not once again, ring the alarm as I was in last weekend's uh, editorial for the corporate report subscriber newsletter, which if you haven't read yet, please go and read it. As always, the free version is available completely for free. You can read the entire editorial for, uh, for free without being a corporate report member. And in that editorial, I go into the development of the next... False flag narrative that is taking shape right now that it's going to be the people protesting the COVID mandates are going to be the new domestic extremist terror threat and swirl that in a stew with all of the other terror threats that the DHS, the Department of Reichland Security is now putting out there. Uh, warning people about. Um, it's these these damn anti-vaxxers and COVID protesters, and it's Iran, Russia, and China fomenting them with misinformation online. And oh, by the way, it's also Al-Qaeda, al is regrouping in Afghanistan. Uh, all of this is being swirled around right now, and I guarantee you there is a domestic terrorist extremist threat narrative that is taking shape right now that Absolutely. There will be false flag provocateurs that are uh, put into these types of protest situations in order to stir the pot and and commit acts of violence in order to demonize the whole crowd. And that's already starting to happen. We're starting to see in protest here, oh, this... This led to a a counter-protest by Antifa, and it led to someone being stabbed. These sorts of events are already taking place, and we're getting the Department of Homeland Security terror threat notice. The entire apparatus is being put into place, so be very careful about this going forward. Um, So definitely be cautious and take precautions, and don't necessarily put all your eggs in one basket, and don't commit yourself and, and put yourself out there and put all of your personal goals out there for every stranger um, to come across because they're not all on your side. Having said that, we do need to meet a lot of people. It is a very, very important thing. So I've put out some resources here. Of course, all the links to everything I've talked about today will be in the show notes. I hope you will explore them. And as always, as I say, I hope you guys out there will share your own experiences, any other uh, ideas you have, websites that you know or apps that you know of, and or ways of meeting people in your own real-life community that has helped you. um, Let's share. Let's grow and learn our our way forward by sharing this information and sharing our experiences. That is the way forward. Having said all of that, I think we're going to be there for today. Um, There's a lot to chew on and a lot going on in the world right now, so uh, I hope this is helpful in some way. Uh, That's going to do it for today. James Corbett, CorporateReport.com.
0: So, yeah there's a lot to unpack in this world right now <clears throat> we're being pushed into a lot of different directions this is being done from the globalists seized their power they, they, they seized power on March 2020 that was the point when China introduced okay so I'm getting these uh, crazy things from unresponsive we have a host of problems with our internet lately um this could be driven by bad tech so here's a here's a yeah there was a fun tweet out here so Bison's spoken to another world leader uh since the uh, the fall of Kabul, uh, Kabul, Kabul, Kabul <clears throat> which is indicative of his entire administration Jen saki goes on vacation for a week uh the the other clown they sent out their other send out their jv pod talking about inclusion I, I seriously no joke they're talking about diversity and inclusion inside the new uh, taliban regime that's got a new name and is recognized by china it's like are you serious do you think these people are going to care what are you going to do if you send in even if you send in the military that you're going to send in to try to evacuate this this particular area this is going to turn into such a humanity a human crisis Unbe- uh, they 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 are going to be making videos. They are going to propagandize to all their terrorist cells. This is going to turn into one massive shit show, and we're going to look so morally complicit for all the people that are going to rail and have very little understanding of why we're in this position, or understanding of they're going to say, "Well, this is a, this is about the American imperialism and everything." Yeah, that that is a that is a, a, to a degree that is a. The larger aspect of what got us here. Don't get me wrong, but that isn't the that isn't the instant situation. See, the problem is, is when people don't have a uh, let's just say they don't have a, a grasp of what is currently important to figure out, as as versus blaming whatever got us here. Which, of course, there's many there's many parts of that trek. You know, Bush, Obama. Joe Biden Joe Biden was vice president under, uh, under, <laughs> under Barack Obama He's well aware of what was going on As a matter of fact he was going around the world He was going to China He was going to U- Ukraine He was the point guy for our foreign policy Don't you know So he takes no responsibility For any of that shit He's part and parcel to all this bullshit Very much part and parcel But he'll get no blame Because nobody will, no one will ever hold him account those of you the 81 million that supposedly voted for him we'll just say all of you you 81 million you're responsible for this too because we vote we vote for the leadership that we get or at least we think we do i mean if you don't believe if you believe that this election was the fairest one ever and there was no um hanky panky and there was no meddling with it uh you need to you need to say to yourself well then what does that say about us as a people for all those liberals out there who voted for Joe Biden, you're going to own this at all. You're going to pay your uh, your Trump mean tweet surtax that I came up with. I mean, literally, I came up with that just recently. So when you go to your gas pump right now, the average uh, in Indiana now it's 3.13 for the for the low grade and it's like 3.87 for the high grade. I can remember pumping gas at a buck 99 under Trump. I think it was even down to one eighty nine. That was without that was without a, a speedway record, reward card. I could get gas for like a buck seventy. Now you're up to three thirteen, and it's going to go higher. And Biden shut off the Keystone pipeline. And uh, for all the environmentalists out there, uh, we're going to have much bigger problems than environmentalism. Much bigger problems. You're not going to. You're going to be worried about food. You're going to be worried about whether we're going to get invaded. If you think that's hyperbolic, you think China's just gonna sit back and and once they take Taiwan, if they take Taiwan where eighty percent of the chip manufacturers, the special chip, the high end chip, though they call it the Silicon Valley West or whatever, east or whatever portion of the map you want to call it, it, it it's vital. It's a it's a strategic importance. Why do you think China wants it so bad? China steals. That's what they do. Now, you can say, well, the U.S. steals. Yeah, every country has its problems. We've had our problems. You know why we've had our problems? Because we've had feckless leadership. We've had feckless leadership for 40 years, more. George Herbert Walker Bush, Mr. CIA, Mr. Vice President, Mr. President, put us in this tailspin, him and Henry Kissinger, and the host of other minions that worked underneath them. Dick Cheney, you know Rumsfeld, all the Secretary of State and secretaries of of Defense that we've had, and now we have these m- mediocre pencil necks that Biden has put into office. I mean, just garbage, just if you look at the National Security Council, I looked at their resumes. they're nothing but a bunch of idiots, they're a bunch of Harvard Liptards. And they don't know how to do anything. And you know what? China, here, here's an indicative example of why China does the things that they do. So, for example, this was in 2012. If you looked at their bench, the people that are at the top of their party, they all studied engineering and science and business. What do our assholes study? Lawyering, international policy, political science. It's not political science. It's political garbage they're weak individuals they're weak mediocre unimpressive individuals they can talk a good game but they can't do anything important they can't design an equation they don't understand science they don't understand strategy they think they do but they don't if they were doing so well with strategy if we left everything up to the experts Why are we in such a quagmire? Why did we just spend $2 trillion in Afghanistan and leave behind at least $100 billion worth of hardware on the ground? At least that's what the reports are. So you got $100 billion worth of hardware, and everybody's like, oh, well, they can't use that. They'll figure out a way to use it. They can clean it up. They'll invest a little bit of money. Right now, China, Iran, and others are, are literally taking that equipment and doing and doing god knows what with it. They're going to put it on the black market just like that like anybody says. We're going to have a massive massive escalation of stuff in this world. And yes, they're going to they're going to blame us. They're going to blame the American populace. They're going to blame us for for actually wanting a country that has borders that are secure. I seem to remember that we developed an entire Department of Homeland Security, thanks to Bush and the Patriot Act, and we gave the Department of Homeland Security fifty to seventy-five billion dollars per year to run an operation to keep us secure, uh, including ICE and all the other uh, uh, alphabet agencies, the FBI. You know, the whole nine yards. We developed all this thing that were supposed to keep us safe and secure. You know what they did? They haven't done fuck-all. They won't do anything for us. They are literally allowing the people come and pour across the border at 200,000 people per month. Now they're going to import 300, uh, uh, 30,000 30, Afghanis without even vetting them. And then we're going to actually give them a half billion dollars. Biden put out a little letter that said that there's going to be a half billion dollars that's going to go as, a, as aid to these poor, poor people. Well, lucky them. Aren't they special? And when I, and I heard that, that the prioritization is Afghans first, Americans last over there. What is going on? Why does anybody think that that is a good idea? Yeah, we caused so much shit with this stuff. Biden is an absolute fool. He's an absolute traitor. He deserves nothing but disrespect. No one should ever... I hope, if I hope of hope, whenever we get this guy out of office and his administration out of office, no one speaks of this guy again, ever. He spent 48 years effing up the entire country. Him and the Clintons and the Bushes, and Obamas. Obamas celebrating out Martha's Vineyard, having a big party. Yeah, I'm so awesome. I'm 60 years old. I can can have a... Uh, a a bacnall and have all these people here and uh, you know dancing around. Yay! Let's let's have a party while America burns. <clears throat> I voted for that asshole in tw- uh, two thousand eight. Don't you think I wish I could take that vote back? That's a that's assuming I got a, a one vote. Maybe it was a one point five or point five. I guess it just depends upon whether Dominion or. ES&S or whatever voting machine got plopped through. You know That's because that's where we're at right now. Here's somebody sarcastically responding to Mr. Biden. Assuming I can never get this thing to pop up. Leader of the free world has called a lid. Josh Rogan. President Biden has spoken to zero other world leaders since Kabul fell to Taliban. Jake Sullivan says... Good job Jake Sullivan. this was at five minutes ago. he put uh, he did that an hour ago so that's pretty impressive. must be nice to be the be be a guy who an absentee leader not speak to anything let China bully you, let China destroy the uh, uh, you know every alliance. What does it say to your allies? But then again our allies are such fools right now. For example, Australia is essentially a prison colony again. They have people locked up inside their houses. They're they're gonna arrest you if you go outside. They have like a handful of cases, and they're turning this into a, a Stalinistic uh, roundup of people. Uh, they rounded up twenty thousand kids and are taking them to a, a warehouse, and they're gonna force force jab these people. This is repulsive to everything Western civilization is. Anyone on board with forced vaccination is a piece of garbage. They need to just shut up. They need to just take their fucking vax, take whatever their little do whatever they want to do for themselves and leave everybody else the hell alone. There was a guy who who actually <laughs> breathes and he's on here and he teaches at York University. I'm not going to go find his tweet, but it's just repulsive to the way uh uh, uh, uh I can't believe that someone's so Marxist that they think they they said there's no human right, you know, va- non, non-vaccinated people have no human rights. We don't have any constitutional rights. We don't have any rights at all. I was thinking, wow, that's pretty indicative of, of not education. That's indicative of just, you're an authoritarian moron who thinks they're going to have a higher place in the new world order because you've, uh, you've uh, kissed the boot or licked. the, you're going to lick lick those boots dry based upon your uh, assessment that you think they're winning. He, he made a little, he made it sound like he was, win- they're winning the argument on everybody getting vaccinated. You're getting, you're shooting a vaccine in that, that has has many doctors worried that this is going to create further and further escalation of more diseases, more dysfunction, has serious side effects and, and ostensibly may even have a, lo- uh, a long-term Prognosis of causing debil- uh, permanent disability, if not death, that's based upon their analysis. I'm, I'm no, I'm no molecular biologist, and I'm no, definitely no virologist. But it just it strikes me as very dangerous that we have this kind of thing going on. So it's for uh, somebody's posting the the hypocrisy of how we have the southern border untested, unvaccinated. Or on the terror, or why aren't they on the terrorist watch list? Yeah, that's another thing too. We used to have this whole big deal about you know we need to vet everything from the airports to the borders and everything else. Now we just have it wide the hell open. It It goes to show you what happens when you put in, put in just people who do not care about country. And I know why they don't care about country. They're being manipulated by the sources and the gates and all the big money players that you know about and everybody says oh that can't be right if i give you a million dollars you'll do whatever i tell you to do because either you'll do it or i won't give you that million not only will the if the million dollars if you decide to take it and then you say well you won't do anything if i got a million dollars to just hand out to you don't you think you'll have a enough uh, teams to either destroy your life make sure you wind up in prison or worse these people are high players. That's why. That's why you have to worry about who's buying off who, uh, who where their money comes from. Because if you can extort uh, or get blackmail someone into performances, then you're going to get this all the time. Uh oh, this ought to be interesting. From uh, CNN,
3: Americans at the airport right now. They're at their homes either in Kabul. Or Syria. What is the plan to get these people to
1: the airport? The- there's, first of all, from a military perspective, John,
2: our focus is at the airport, right? There's security and stability at the airport so we can keep operations going. We're working hand in glove with well the State Department uh, uh, in terms of supporting their plans uh, at processing these individuals. Uh, but uh, again, that's something that we're going to be doing on a case-by-case, day-by-day basis. Right now, though, uh, I don't want to set the expectation that uh, that we are equipped and, and, uh, and able uh, to go out into the countryside Expectations. and people into Kabul. Our focus right now, the troops that we have, there are at the airport the idea is to make sure we can get that uh the air operations not only have they resumed but to keep them in place for as long as possible if
3: they can't get to the airport what does it matter if you have the capabilities to get them out from the airport
2: yeah, john i understand that and understand that the security situation in kabul is not ideal uh right now the airport is open uh and people are able to get through, ideal. Uh, through the gates there there's a there's a processing process that actually has to occur uh but right now things are moving out of the airport and again our focus is on making sure that continues
0: this this idiot. Oh no 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 no. process and you know. Well well. <laughs> it's it's hard when you have to sit there and try to uh moralize their you know this guy's trying to uh, trying to make it sound well, well yeah there's a process and you know we're going to we're going to stabilize this situation. You're not stabilizing nothing. These people are going <laughs> these people are going to go they're out there making door to door lists. And I said, well, we can't go out to the countryside. Exactly. You gave up your entire moral uh, – you gave up all your uh, positions. You, uh, you misread and miscalculated this entire situation because you didn't listen to intelligence, evidently. Uh, and not, not to say the intelligence was even uh, all that great, but evidently they, they, they made it pretty obvious to Biden that uh, this was, this was uh, uh, falling down fast. A lot faster than what he even knew was going on, and of course, Biden said, "No, no, well, we're we okay, we're okay." Uh, you have to wonder what his conversations with uh, Xi Jinping was back in uh, February, where he talked with him for a couple. He he brags about how mu- how much he spent more time with Xi Jinping than any other world leader uh, on the on the earth. He, he brags about that and i think you know his braggadocio there kind of is indicative of of him him saying basically yeah i i, I think i have you know he he says there's not a democratic bone in his body and yet you letting him steamroll you wonder why because hunter is so well you know we know hunter is dirty who knows what he has on uh on joe biden how much money did he he uh uh get from Xi ping through some other third account obviously through Hunter and his uh, brother James, and God knows what else, you know. And then Biden has all these uh chi-coms, uh, uh, uh new hires that are, you know, uh, tied to the tied to the CCP through one one foundation or another. All these NGO pencil necks who have been catered to and smooge, schmoozed for the last who knows how long—ten, twenty years—and and. and, and and I guarantee that was a, recommend, a recommendation list, either from, either through Barack Obama or through you know G, because that, that's another that's another string in the background too. Because Joe hasn't all the people that are currently, just about all the people that's working for Joe are former Obama administration. So Obama's basically, uh, he's in the background. You know, probably you know he wants to destroy this nation. Uh, don't I know? There's a lot of people out there who. Oh, Barack Obama didn't do this. No, no. Barack Obama set this in motion after Bush had sent, uh, set Afghanistan in motion. Barack Obama set the Chinese further in motion because they we even had a we had a huge trade deficit with China as of uh, of 2008-2009. We were already uh pushing the limits of incredulity in terms of the amount of uh, trade deficit was like three hundred and thirty billion dollars per year by two thousand eight, two thousand nine. So economically, each year we were we were upside down on that. And then meanwhile, meanwhile, our American companies were basically going over there, sucking up to China uh, to, to to have no regulations. So we were exploiting their free, uh, uh, exploiting their labor market. You know, no regulations, and of course, all our American uh, CEOs are so. So moronic They think that there was nothing to be and, uh, They didn't think there was uh, uh, Something that was going to be expected of them Well we know what's expected of them As it turns out It seems like what was expected of them That they were supposed to to Be very uh, uh, complicit In the tearing down of the United States Ideals uh, To promote this LGBT And all this other trans bullshit uh, You know uh, They're all on board with this because they're being told to do this, China doesn't believe in any of this stuff. By the way, they just—they're trying to subvert and destroy the United States of America. They could do it through—they can do it through CEOs, uh, company policy. If a CEO doesn't listen to them, uh, then the Chinese will make it harder on them. Uh, they have them blackmailed, beat you wide. Uh, they. Uh, you know, there's multiple ways. And a lot of people will say, oh, well, you don't know all that. Well, of course not. I'm not in the boardroom. I'm not the one. But all you have to do is start trying to connect the dots and, and understand that people that are doing things that don't make sense, there's the reason why they're not doing things that make sense is usually because they're being, uh, being uh, uh, contorted uh, into that situation. Uh, they, uh, you have to, you'd have to look into their background and see how much they believe I mean it's one thing to believe in certain ideals and believe in equality and, and all that kind of stuff uh, it's another thing to just absolutely just say oh well I'm going to just throw my country uh, throw my country and uh, uh, my company under the bus but as long as I'm getting money so much the better they're doing a lot of that so uh oh here Jason I'm sorry Uh, I've been talking too much. Surfing. Let's see if I can get this up. Okay. Twitter's such a headache lately.
2: Um, What happens to the billions of dollars worth of weaponry that the U.S. USDA? Does the U.S. have a plan for that or does it remain in the Taliban? We don't have a
3: complete... Sure. Obviously, of where every article uh, of defense materials has gone, but certainly a fair amount of it has fallen into the hands of the Taliban, and uh, obviously we we don't have a sense that they are going to readily hand it over to us at the airport. Yes.
2: What happens to the billions of
0: dollars worth of weaponry? Sorry. So, billions of dollars of military equipment. Oh, they're not going to hand it over to the... No, yeah, they are going to hand it over at the airport. They're going to shoot it at you,
2: dumbass.
0: (laughs) And what are you going to do? Is is Biden going to go in there and try to make a catastrophe worse, start a hot war? I mean, I guess he could. I mean, I don't put anything past uh, the stupidity of Biden, anything to destabilize he's going to do. Uh, He's already made a wreck of it. But you know this is going to become very obvious it it, it watch what happens and'cause you remember these people probably only got about another twenty four to forty eight hours before this really is gonna get really bad um I don't know where we're gonna i don't know how fast it's gonna move, but <laughs> somebody right in Iran you forget where's that where's the where's all our military so they're paying us back, and um, matter of fact, I had a tweet from last, uh, last night that actually uh, uh, it was indicative of all this. Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. I'm like a dog, uh, shiny spot. I, I'm gonna have to go back away since it's been a while. Yeah, Twitter's slow. Um, so anyway, there was a I found a uh, tweet from a. Uh, uh, somebody was doing an analysis. It's actually a, a guy. Oh, come on. Let's roll. I don't care about Disclosed TV. Jeez. <clears throat> uh, it's bad when you're on Twitter feed. It's so slow that you can't even do Okay, so this is this was a translation as soon as it loads up here. It, an Arab journalist reports that the Afghan security forces negotiated a surrender because the other option was facing a Taliban with backing from... Uh, there was a backing from multiple countries. But I'm going to read the uh, read the specific part of this. So this was translated from Arabic. So let's see if I can uh, get this. So why did the Afghan forces not fight the Taliban on this very Saturday after President Biden's defensive speech, which did not take into account the size of the United States of America in inter- an international uh, environment, and was directed at the American voter? It, def- it defends and justifies a security and intelligence failure. A dark day in U.S. history, but why did the Afghan forces collapse so quickly? There are a number of factors that likely contribute to the rapid collapse. Al Qaeda Afghan security forces on the battlefield were not defeated, but the leaders of the Afghan National Army negotiated at the district level. So there's plenty of districts. There's like, supposedly, there's like something like 50 little uh, city states or uh, little. There's all these factions and all these tribes and these mullahs and all these people are. Are very they're very tribalistic. They have their own. They, it's basically it, it's basically like like the United States. If you go to an inner city, there's big gang wars. These are just like gangs, like the Crips and the Bloods, uh, the Latin Kings, the uh, Iranian Brotherhood. You name it. All the all the various factions that go on. This is what they do, but. Uh, we have our own versions of this. It's just we're not as we're not as militant, nor are we as uh, actually brutal. But uh, that's just a matter of degree. So anyway, Boy, uh, boycotts of surrender deals. This indicates that morale has completely collapsed. The Taliban seizure of power was vir- virtually bloodless, at least in terms of major ball- battles. Based on my knowledge and contact with Afghan journalists and civil, uh, uh, civil society institutions, the agreement and consensus that the officials and political leaders have been injured. I think he meant uh, have been, uh, um, yeah, uh, I'll try to eliminate that. That was uh, a translation frustrated because of Biden's administration's decision to withdraw completely and the lack of simple American forces in the past five years or American promise to support the Afghan government and the Afghan army if the Taliban, supported by the Pakistani intelligence and the Revolutionary Guards, which agreed with China to preserve China's interest, say there's about $1.3 trillion worth of precious metals underneath their underneath their soil and the Chinese are after this. Evidently the Chinese own some mineral rights there and yet here we are protecting their mineral rights. Why? Why the hell did? I mean if you're really going to take over a country take over a country don't bullshit about it just go ahead and just say you know we, we wanted to interject our gender norming and gender studies and all this other shit and we want to say do it in a peaceful way now you know if you're if you're going to be a militaristic country if you're going to be an imperialistic country don't do it. We do it half-ass. That's the problem with these people. They're very. They're, it's very good for a guy to sit in Washington D.C. or at CIA headquarters and make decisions about what goes on five thousand miles or ten thousand miles away, with some point guy on the ground who tells him, "Oh, things seems to be going swell." Well, unless you put eyes on it, you don't know. It's like if you're a plant manager, you don't know what's going on in your plant unless you go out and actually walk walk around it. And I mean every day. You can't just do it once every six months and say, yeah, I'm aware of what's going on. You don't know what's going on if you're not out there daily on a daily basis. This is just common sense, but a lot of people don't have a lot of common sense, especially in D.C. So they think they, they get the guided tour instead of actually going out and dealing with the actual information on the ground and actually being embedded that's the reason why you have to constantly be on the on the on point if you're going to be involved in this. If you're going to spend as much money as we did, which we did, isn't it obvious that you're supposed to be, uh, uh, um, you know, in really embedded, invested? We weren't invested. We weren't invested in any strategy except for doing the stupid shit that we normally do. So inside Afghanistan, no American support for Afghan government or their uh, army. Note that the Taliban had already obtained military it, intelligence and diplo- diplomatic support from most of their major governments in the region, Pakistan, Russia, Iran, and even China. About Chinese support for the Taliban a little more than two weeks ago, between China Foreign Minister Wang Yi and Taliban leader Mullah Bar- Bar- Baradar, China has publicly indicated it supports, supports the Taliban China will be one of the first countries to recognize the Taliban Fact in fact To maintain its mining projects And the Taliban will not support the Jordan Valley Muslims of China So they, that's another thing The Muslims See the Chinese are very racist We complain about our racism in this country So stupid Just libtards Just love to pick on race they love to, They always toggle back to race because they have nothing better to do. You want to talk to actual racists? China is an actual racist. They hate Muslims. They hate Uyghurs. Absolutely. They put them in camps. That's what they do. They chop them up. They literally use experiments. This is no shit. This is reality. But, you know, and everybody says, well, there's things going on. Yeah, they, that's right. There are things going on in this country. But you don't you know we have too many people that won't talk up and speak up about it and when we have experiments and stuff that's why you have a bunch of sociopaths that are running the c d c and the f d a and n i h These people need to be arrested, but we don't have any we don't have we have a weak federal bench as that one guy said we have a weak federal bureaucracy that all they are are they just they're narcissists they lash out at everything and so because they lash out at everything they're trying to protect themselves. Because they are sociopaths. They don't have any moral fiber. China knows this, and that's why China has been using them and exploiting them. Because they have nothing. They're depraved, they're immoral, and they need to be rounded up and arrested. That's what needs to really happen. But we don't have anybody who has any gumption to actually tell these people, you're under arrest for committing treason against the United States of America and do what has to be done. Because they have been committing treason. They've been doing it for many, many decades. Fauci should be already in he should already be in handcuffs, he needs to be taken down, so everybody will stop listening to this stupid fool. That's just my rant. Instead of fighting the Taliban which had support of most of its neighbor, the Afghan security forces choose to surrender rather than fight then. The fight would be suicidal, yes. This raises a set of questions about the winners and losers in Afghanistan. Oh yes. Let's be realistic. The United States of America suffered from initial goals of defeating Al-Qaeda and destroying the Taliban. It succeeded in in it, but failed in the strategy later on. Yeah, yeah. Great tactic to take them down, but, you know, no strategy whatsoever after. What do you do? So they did the most neocon, neoliberal thing they could do. Oh, let's do nation building. The way out is very shameful, a major intelligence failure, and a geopolitical defeat on behalf of China, Russia, Pakistan, and Iran. If America wants to focus on China, Afghanistan is part of this equation. Yeah, unfortunately it is. But unfortunately, the, there's, no, there's going to be no political appetite. And of course, there's no military strategy that these assholes could put together because they're, all, they're just pencil-neck, third-rate nobodies that should be already court-martialed authoritarianism religious extremism and suppression of basic human rights and women china russia and regional powers pakistan and iran are the biggest winners and the biggest victors not the best watch for usa the united states of america will probably suffer for years and what yeah if not decades assuming we we make it through the decade and i know there's a lot of people that like happy talk and there's people that don't they say well we have to be positive and and stuff like that no we have to be realistic and we also have to be realistic as to what we need. We need a game plan, and we need a, a strategy, and we need a plan of, a literally, a plan of attack. And when I mean by attack, I don't mean an actual violent attack. I'm talking about an approach, a plan of approach. We need an approach. We need a new strategy. And you sure as hell ain't going to get it from some 80-year-old pencil neck in Washington that's as corrupt as hell and has a son that smokes Parmesan cheese on the floor. That's just not gonna happen. But of course we have too many people that probably probably say, Well you're just mean to Joe Biden. Am I? Am I really mean? am I actually being mean to Joe Biden? I mean, hasn't Joe Biden been screwing us for decades now? Uh this is good oh, here's another thing. So I'm watching mister Fauci. So I might play him if I can't nah, I don't wanna play his voice. He's he gets on my nerves. So how many jihads are they bringing back, <laughs> jihadis? Jerome Bell, good post. So Jack Jack Posobiec, Governor Kemp calls to resettle Afghan refugees in Georgia. You got to be shitting me, pile. You you got to be you got to be shitting me. This Governor Kemp is a damn traitor to the entire country. He's probably one of the, It tells you it tells you how it tells you why would this guy pipe up about this. With all the all the uh, what you quote quote unquote uh, 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 investigations and things into his actual, what is he actually doing? What does that tell you about a guy when when a guy decides to open his mouth and tells you reveals to you that he's basically uh, screwing you over? I don't. uh, This is this is very very uh, interesting that a guy like this would say anything at all just <laughs> uh, it's just these these people these people actually think that this is uh, uh, a good time to pipe up so this tells you what Governor Kemp is he's a CHICOM operator um, because if you're a governor you shouldn't be going yeah I want to be first in line to take in Afghani refugees which by the way many of them were on that first plane and they weren't they were military age men I didn't see a whole lot of women so what you're going to resettle a bunch of men that are probably irrespective would not uh, uh, um, they're not even they're not interested in becoming uh, <laughs> anything Uh I'm, I'm, I'm responding to some people's posts maybe if we put on MAGA hats on the Taliban <laughs> we'll turn them into better citizens I know Uh yeah, my Twitter feed's going to crap. I got to get out of it. Um unfortunately, I can't control what So anyway, we're I I I want, I mean, I want to believe that that our citizenry will finally wake up, but we have too many people that are just psychologically damaged by COVID, by 20 or 30 years of indoctrination that probably aren't going to listen who have never shown any ability to listen. Oh, oh, ooh, they talking to Jen Saki today. Oh, this ought to be fun. Let's see if I can get this up. Sorry, i might have to back roll it a second here. This is, this is just worth the trouble. This is worth the money. The National Security
2: Advisor said when a civil war comes to an end, an opposing force on the ground there's going to be seen of the chaos. There's going to be lots of people in the country. But my question is, why didn't you have a First, I'd note uh, something that Jake Sullivan said and John Kirby said, which is, and I'll probably go through their iteration of it, but basically the best laid plans require adjustment when you get on the ground and see what the situation on the ground is. We have secured the airport in a short period of time. There were initial scenes of chaos, but that has been a priority, and we have accomplished that. Now our focus is on uh, getting planes in and getting American citizens, SIV applicants, our locally employed staff some uh, of your colleagues out of the country. Uh, but we did uh, effectively do that thanks to the hard work of the men and women on, from the State Department uh, and the Defense Department over the last 24 to 48 hours. She
0: is so... She is so toxic. She is such a liar. I mean, she's trained well. She worked at the State Department under Obama, too, by the way, uh, just so you know. So she's always been a just a... Piece of garbage. So I'm going to end this broadcast. Uh, I hope uh, I haven't uh, bothered the heck out of people too much. Uh, I've talked for an hour, went over a lot of information. Hoping, hoping, hopefully, I hope people out there realize that uh, they're going to have to learn to become very self-aware. Keep your eyes peeled for things that change in your environment. Uh, get yourself physically, mentally, emotionally prepared for what is to come. Realize that things are going to spiral. But that being said, it's all up to it, it's up to you to decide how you want to uh, how you're going to make it. So the easiest way to make it is to you know find peace within yourself. Find moments of um, of contentment and be steel yourself for the for the battles that are going to come ahead. And by battles, I mean the ability uh, to deal with uh, the things that are on the pipe. We are being we are being manipulated and lied to constantly, propagandized to, But we're also having serious people doing. We have leadership that isn't leadership. It isn't leadership. These are totalitarians across the Western world and across China. These people want to control everything and everybody. They cannot. There may be sacrifices ahead that many of us aren't going to be willing to take or willing to pay, but we're going to have to in order to secure humanity's future. That's where we're at because if we don't do this... um, I don't know, I I, I can't project that, but it's going to be a very hard road ahead. So, make yourself um, a strong vessel, carry a good message, God bless the United States of America, and God save the world.